0: holding it down for Shottown. town joining us now from somewhere in the city uh kazia Kasia kazia i'm pretty sure i butchered that so you might need to help us out Good good evening though how are you doing
1: hi gabe yes this is kasha
0: razinska i was I was pretty close almost, almost.
1: very close <laughs> but not
0: not quite I, i'm sure people have done far worse than i did
1: they did actually. Unfortunately, <laughs> when you come from a different country, sometimes uh, the names are not as easy to pronounce.
0: Oh yeah, no, America as a whole, we suck at like uh, being able to for pronunciations pronounce like other people's cultures. We we totally suck at that.
1: That's why we should travel more often.
0: I know, but but we gotta get these spirit, uh, you know, cheap cheap uh, tickets to to travel anywhere. Folks is broke. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. I I can. I can understand
0: that, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about uh, In Her Shoes Foundation. You guys have an upcoming event next month uh, that's really exciting. I, I was uh, I, uh, someone reached uh, a family member reached out to me said like Hey, this is really cool organization doing some really cool things. Uh, so let's learn a little bit more about In Her Shoes Foundation. Uh, what is the the the, the organization's mission uh, behind uh, what they're doing?
1: Sure. So I actually am the founder of In Hershey's Foundation and the current executive director. I started the organization a little bit over 10 years ago, simultaneously when I was graduating from grad school. I was studying um, counseling, uh, counseling, um, mental health counseling, and really just um, always had a passion to serve others and was involved in many charities and did a lot of volunteer work and i had a deep um connection with various women from all walks of life and i wanted to create something that would bring women together so i initially started off by hosting professional development workshops to inspire educate and support women um, so that we can understand what it's like to be in another person's shoes. Since we all came from different cultures and you know we had um, different professional experiences and, and passions, I thought that it would be a great opportunity for women to come together to share some of their experiences. Simultaneously, I really um, fell in love with the field of counseling. So I started my uh, internship and practicum with uh, the Cook County Jail and started to work in some vulnerable communities with high-risk individuals who presented with suicidal, homicidal uh, thoughts, maybe had a history of psychosis, and just a lot of stress in their lives. Sure. And I did that for 10 years working for various organizations, um, psychiatric hospitals, emergency rooms, and through my experience, I realized that there was a gap that was not being filled. And that gap was um, giving people the right tools so that they can prevent crisis from occurring. And so after having my own personal um, meltdown of, oh my gosh, how am I gonna save the world, right? right? graduate initially, you want to help as many people as you can. And realistically, um, you end up reaching burnout in our field.
2: Sure.
1: And so I took some time off. I went on a sabbatical to Florida and I kind of reconnected and felt more balanced and complete, came back, um, had so much, uh, experience with mindfulness and got a chance to really reflect on what can I do with the organization to create more change? And so I sat down with our volunteers and I developed um, a program to inspire and educate young girls so that we can prevent them from being in a crisis. So our vision is to empower and inspire every girl and woman to be her personal best. Um, Our mission is to really embrace the potential of women and girls by providing them with uh, positive influences learning opportunities, community partnerships, and leadership development, and we do that through three different programs. So, that's kind of the background of why In Hershey's Foundation exists. Uh, Today, we have over 60 committee volunteers and an executive team of committee chairs who are working closely to really deliver uh, our mission and develop more partnerships within the community so that we can help as many women and girls as we can.
0: Hmm. Are you guys working with uh, schools in the city or, or uh, non-profit or, or yourself or uh, with other nonprofit organizations? How do you guys get in contact with or identify uh, at-risk individuals?
1: So I think that um, it was really difficult to be able to manage running a nonprofit and to be a full-time dedicated crisis counselor working seven days a week I was working overnight shift, so when most of the world was uh, working, I was sleeping and vice versa. Mm. I was on call most of my life, um, actually responding to crisis emergencies. I also did some uh, on call as needed um, help for various hospitals, and it was really hard to develop partnerships because, again, I was, you know, sleeping during the daytime. Right. So when I came back from yoga school, I felt like I could no longer be on call 24-7. And I decided to transition into private practice. And when I did that, that allowed more room for me to grow the organization. Mm. So we did partner with uh, multiple uh, universities. I had... um, a lot of communities reach uh, community service agencies reach out because they were interested in the work that we were doing, and so right now um, we are working with various schools, um, organizations, and universities to be able to deliver our programs in various capacities. Um, my entire uh, work was mainly focused on the south side of Chicago because. That's where I kind of started doing my uh, mental health counseling services. Right. And eventually I ended up also working in the North Shore, which gave me a lot of exposure to different people and really working with children, adolescents, adults. I realized that depression and anxiety and stress um, was real no matter how rich or poor you were, that everyone from every culture and background was somehow um exposed to those challenges. So when we work with individuals now, we don't limit ourselves to which specific community do we want to help. We go where the need is, right? Because um sometimes there's a stigma with, oh, you know, people in the North Shore don't need help. More people on this side need more help. Right. But what we realize that there's people in in all parts of Chicago Absolutely. and the communities that can benefit from the programs that we deliver.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest misconception that, obviously, on the surface, it appears that the north side of the city has way more resources, which is absolutely true. However, there are pockets in the city uh, where there are, you know, poverty lives, and uh, those uh, essential needs and resources, uh, students or, you know, uh, young youth could definitely benefit from those uh kind of services that you guys are providing uh we're talking with uh casa warren's <laughs> warrensiska kasha
1: Kaza. kasha like kasha
0: kasha <laughs> i'm sorry don't look at me <laughs> like that randy i was sure like so you just uh, just ask her her nickname just ask her like a shorter version no Kaza. It's, Kaza. So
1: it's like K A S H A. kasha
0: kasha kasha
1: that's spelled K-A-S-I-A. Or you can Americanize it to Cassie, but I probably won't
0: respond to Cassie. We're so. not going to do that. We're not going to be we're those not. folks. <laughs> we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We we're, were talking with the executive director of In Her Shoes there Foundation here on Radio 1 Chicago on w- <laughs> eighty 88.7 FM. Uh, you know, I was looking at some of the uh, the bulletin points like uh, positive influence, learning opportunities, partnerships, uh, uh, accountability, some of these core values. You know, we're, uh, and, and I think it's so Appropriate now at this moment, where we we just saw this week uh, Bill Cosby, the the famous actor, uh, sentenced uh, for sexual assault. We are today was like a huge day for the country as a Supreme Court justice candidate was uh, being uh, grilled on the Senate uh, today about uh, a sexual assault allegation. Uh, Like, how do how does in her shoes foundations or other nonprofits, you know? Help support not necessarily in those instances, but give and instill a level of confidence a level of security to protect themselves and try their best to avoid sort of like making I and I'm not saying that any of these women made bad decisions that's what I'm not implying but how do we empower women? To speak up or to uh, face their uh, face these moments uh, in their time, because like you were mentioning that there's uh, these women are or these uh, women and girls are going through very tough times, and some of them I'm, I imagine are from physical abuse. But how how does uh, in her shoes and your foundation give them the skills and the tools to overcome and also face these obstacles?
1: Well, I think that the most important thing that we can give to others is to create a space of Um, non-judgment, right? Because we're all human beings and sometimes we say things that we don't mean or we do things that we don't necessarily mean. And I that if we can have conversations about some of those difficult topics um, and bring awareness and insight into the lives of the girls and the women that we work with, we create a space of safety and security that allows people to speak naturally. And when you speak from the heart, anything is possible, right? People open up, people start to cry, um, healing begins. And I think that specifically with our program for the Ready, Set, Girls Academy, um, the goal was to prevent them from from being in a crisis. It doesn't mean that they've all been abused, you know, physically, sexually, or emotionally, but maybe have encountered some kind of stressful situations, right? And everyone um, faces... Uh, at one point in their lives some kind of stress. And it's all about perception, right? So Mm -hmm. the thing is, is we can look at one thing and different people will will tell you different things about what they see based on their own experiences. And if we can get out of those judgments and those assumptions, we can see people for who they are. So we really inspire them um, by giving them the tools, and the tools, I mean, is teaching them what can you do in these types of situations. How do we forgive people that hurt us? How do we make better choices? And how do we find more understanding and empathy? So initially when I started the organization, Everybody's like, in her shoes foundation. Do you guys sell shoes? Do you
2: donate shoes?
1: <laughs> and right. I was like, no, it's about teaching others empathy. How can we understand one another? And how can right. we find a way to relate to one another? Because we're, we're all struggling with the same stressors at different points of our lives.
0: I, I think that's so important, too, because now, even with uh, to, to go back today's, to today's hearing, Dr. Dr. Ford. You know, like in, I'm listening to uh, C SPAN and uh, the callers are just like saying these really crazy things. I was like, you know, let's like we're, put yourself in her shoes for a moment that she had to, and I'm just talking about this moment of carrying that burden, you know, and oftentimes we just look at, people as just things that you just move, replace. And we never actually really consider the emotional impact or feelings that people are enduring. And and I think it's important that we, we talk about that so that there's a, a clear understanding of what someone is going through and why they're behaving the way that they're behaving. And like you said, sort of opening up and getting to the deeper um, causes of why people are, uh, behaving the way that they are, the the, the, the social issues that they're enduring. I, I think that's all really important, and I'm glad you guys are tackling that. The root cause.
1: Yeah, we're really excited. I think that, um, you know, a lot of the work that I did um, as a crisis counselor, you know, was confidential, but the stories um, that I listened to night after night and, you know, um, learning about why we are the way that we are really changed my perspective. And it was so easy for me to relate to all kinds of people. And after a while, you just kind of understand why people do the things they do, right? So hurt people will hurt other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And happy people will inspire other people because they want to share that happiness. But I think that, you know, when you sit down and and you have those vulnerable conversations and you open up about, you know, wow, I've, I've done some things in my life that maybe I'm not so proud of, but I'm constantly striving to make better choices, that's where the magic happens. And that's kind of what we do with our program is we teach them skills, how to communicate effectively. Um, how to be more mindful, right? Oh. How to bring more balance into their lives? How to create um, an environment where you find uh, understanding for others and have healthy relationships? Right. Because so many people um, don't know what's healthy versus unhealthy, right?
0: Absolutely uh what are some of the common discussions that you have with uh with the, with these young ladies or women uh like what what seems to come up uh, most often as far as areas that they would like support or learn how to receive more support in
1: well i think that um through through my personal experience of interviewing young girls in crisis, I realized that not everyone had um parents or guardians or primary caregivers that were always present in their lives, right? So, like, maybe when I worked on the South Side, maybe mom, um, you know, was a single mom and and she was really struggling and she couldn't really provide as much emotional support because maybe she had to work a lot and so she was kind of absent and maybe dad had his own issues and was kind of trying to work through that and maybe he wasn't absent, right? Right. So that emotional um, support that the children needed wasn't there. Again, I don't ever want to blame parents um, for you know what happens to their kids because sure. the reason um, sometimes kids get upset or adolescents or even adults, you know, they'll blame their parents. But our parents do the best that they can with what they have. Oh, yep. Nobody is born with a book and says, "Here, this is how you raise." A perfect child right because what does perfect really mean
0: that's what I try to tell so, people all the time and no one listens yeah. no Brandy, they don't Brandy.
1: teach that to us in school right but what I no. realized was there there was a pattern so when I was working with individuals who were suicidal um, they had a lot of uh, hate towards themselves mm-hmm. right like low self-esteem feelings of helplessness worthlessness and so what would you do to help someone like that? You would want to build their confidence, so you would want to expose them to opportunities that would inspire them to make better choices so that they can feel better about themselves. Um, People that were homicidal, you know, they struggled a lot with anger, and that anger was towards others. So how can we provide, you know, um, social skills specific to anger management and how to cope with that? Because I think we all experience anger in some capacity and it's a natural emotion but if we can find ways to effectively um express ourselves right yep. we can really help people understand and express their emotions and feelings um, in a much better way in a healthier way
0: absolutely uh we're talking with casa right casa. there you casa. go bang Come on now, Rosinska, got that? The executive director from In Her Shoes Foundation. Um, before we let you go, you have a event uh, taking place next month. Can we learn a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, it is called our um, annual fundraiser, and it's held at the Park Ridge Country Club in Park Ridge, Illinois. And the theme is called "Turning a New Leaf" because we've grown in so many ways. This is our biggest fundraiser of the year, we're going to have live entertainment, a fashion show, a live painter, of course uh, a sit-down dinner and drinks, Um, and we'll be celebrating you know everything that we've done in this past year. And really excited because we have a couple guests, students from our program that will come and talk about their experiences and how their life has changed as a result of the program that we've delivered.
0: Nice. Um so that's October 12th over at Park Ridge uh, Country Club uh at uh, 636 North Prospect Avenue Park Ridge Illinois. That sounds really interesting. Um cocktail attire. There you go. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we'll put the link up on our social medias at uh, Radio 1 Chicago on our Facebook and our Twitter. Um thank you so much Casa for joining us. We appreciate the insight. It's very it's very uh insightful and it's and I'm so glad that People like you and your organization are out there working and, uh, you know, really taking a, a hold on this and the touching base with the the young women of America and uh, that most needed.
1: Thank you so much. I do hope that everyone can visit our website. We're always looking for volunteers and, you know, individuals that can contribute in any way. Um, and so I hope that you guys can all go to InHerShoesFoundation.org to learn more about our program.
0: All right, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Have a great one. Bye. Uh